Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Hi everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hi everyone and welcome to the Greener Side podcast, your guide to all things immigration. And today we are going to Lexagon, France. We are going to discuss France's student visas today as well as how you go about day-to-day life there. And here with us today is Lenny Morales. And she has been living in France since last year, although we are going to discuss the times that she was there as a student in 2012 and 2015. Thank you so much, Lenny, for being part of the show. Welcome to The Greener Side. Merci beaucoup, Kling. C'est à moi de te remercier. Wow. So don't worry, this is going to be in English and Filipino. Oo nga, sabi ko. Okay, bye-bye, Lenny. Thank you. Okay, Lenny, uh, tell us about yourself naman before I start asking you questions. Thank you. Thank you, first of all, for having me here, Kings. I'm Lenny, and I was Kings' uh, classmate in high school and in grade school. I'm here in France for the past year, but my story is quite more complicated than that. I like languages, which is why I think I am here, and I also like foreign culture. I did my studies in France in 2012 to, for as an exchange student, and in 2015 for my master's. I will go in um, in detail about that in a little while, but that's basically why I'm here and why we're talking about uh, living in France, studying in France. I previously was working, well, I still am working for the education sector, and that's basically my profile. I, I work in the academe, both in the administration and uh, the pedagogical uh, team. Nice, yes. Lani is fluent as a native speaker na talaga siya ng French. <laughs> well, almost. <laughs> I don't know if we can call me a native speaker because I didn't speak the language when I was young, but almost fluent in such a way that I can converse every day and talk about a wide variety of subjects in the language, but Fluence, fluency and proficiency are different. Debating when you say fluent, you're comfortable in the language, but that's not without errors. There's always going to be errors. Proficient in certain areas, especially in everyday life, because pa ulit ulit yun, di ba kamusta ka na ganito yung ginawa ko. But for example, a very relevant situation right now, talking about the kitchen, for example. I don't know the terms, so that I'm not quite proficient. So para kong grade one. <laughs> <laughs> magsalita in French when talking about technical terms like that. But yeah. And Lenny, of all the countries and the languages that you could have pursued or studied, why did you choose French and France? The answer is quite straightforward and quite boring <laughs> because in university in the Philippines, I studied French and I, I studied European languages and my main focus was French. So, of course, there are other countries. I mean, the choice is quite evident, right? If you're speaking, if you're studying French, then go to France. But there are other choices. Maybe not a lot of people know that there are other countries who speak French, notably Belgium, Switzerland, Canada. African countries. You can also study French in Vietnam, even in Vanuatu, even in the Philippines. So, the most evident, of course, choice would be France, no? And also the opportunities present to me during that time was to study in France. So that's basically the reason why French is the most obvious choice. Yeah, and you were able to go to France as an exchange student at the beginning through your program. Is that correct? Right. Fortunately, the opportunity was available that time. I knew where to look, but it wasn't without, of course, frustrations. <laughs> I've been looking for two years before I finally had the opportunity to finally fly to France the first time in 2012. But two years prior to that, I've been looking everywhere. There are a lot of opportunities, of course, but it wasn't the perfect time. I wasn't the right profile. 
uh, many hurdles that a lot of your listeners might have already encountered. No, that's why they're listening to you. But eto, I was at the right time, right place. I had the right network during that time. And so for the first time in 2012, I was able to get a scholarship to be an exchange student in France during my third year in university. And for the second time in 2015, it was also in a scholarship, but it was more of a, a deliberate choice and a deliberate research on my part to look for the opportunity because during that time, mas marami nang available information about it. But the first time around was really, I was in a crowd. I overheard it. Somebody talk about it with me. And para siyang talagang swerte, hulog ng langit opportunity. <laughs> so mm. those are two different situations. One was, while I was looking for it, the opportunity came knocking. And the second time was a deliberate choice from my end. I see. And for these two instances, did you have the same visa? Right. So it was for a student visa because the purpose was to study in France. The first one was as an exchange student. So same thing. It was a long stay student visa. The second one for was for a full degree-seeking master program. Same thing. It was a long stay student visa. So when you go to France to study, It's either for a short-stay student visa, that's for anything, any program less than three months. And for anything beyond three months, that's a long-stay student visa. Okay. And what rights does someone with a long-stay student visa have? Do you get to work part-time? It's a very interesting question because your main purpose when you get that visa is to study. But not all have full or even partial scholarships. I know some contacts who have to pay for themselves. And for a part of my time here, I also had to pay for a part of it. No? So the good news is, yes, you can work with your long-stay student visa. But only for, if I'm not mistaken, this we have to double-check. Well, I don't want to drop numbers, but there's a limit in the number of hours you can work because your priority is to study. But you can work, and I did work while I was studying. And it was uh, in the limits of that, those number of hours. Uh, it has been a while, no? <laughs> I have to double mm. check. But yes, you can work. Uh, among other benefits, you have being a holder of a long-stay student visa. Okay, yeah. So you, because your priority is studying, you only get to work part-time, pretty much. Yes, exactly. Because it's not a work visa. <laughs> so, you know, student visa being the operative term. Matanong ko lang. So, if you are a scholar, can you still get that work right? Yes, even if, if you're a scholar. Because what matters is and what precedes that benefit is your visa. So, okay. regardless if, it's, if you're a scholar or not, you're a student. You're a French student. You're a student in France. So, you get the same benefits as the, the French students who study here. And who are enrolled in a French school? There, are, there's no discrimination whether you're in an international student or not. But you know, uh, it's it's an unwritten rule, not really a rule, but a social contract. You know, you're an international student, so we they recognize that you will struggle. Uh, you may have to adjust by so much and. May learning curve ka na kailangan, kailangan malaman and kailangan mo mag-adapt dun sa kultura. So you need time para ma-absorb lahat yon no? at ma- mag-sink in lahat yon So they really do not discourage. But that's why yun yung raison d'etre, yun yung pinaka-essence ng part-time work. Uh, to give you that opportunity to have an income as well, but also again, you're you're there to study and also mm-hmm. para mag-integrate ka na mas maayos sa society. No pressure from all those three dimensions, because it can be overwhelming. Mm-mm, I bet. And to be able to apply for that visa, what documents did you need that would still apply today? Right. So of course, the first thing is you need the school. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So you need to look for a school, you need to get admitted to that school, and ultimately you need your admission slip or admission document. If you're a scholar, you also need a proof of your scholarship or your sponsor. If you're a self-paying student, you have to have the corresponding bank proof, whether that's uh, your own finances or you're going to be financed by another entity or by your, your parents. Uh, you need to be able to show that. So, yun yung first three that you have to secure for us to, to study in order to study in France and to get a student visa, at least coming from the Philippines. No? Your admission paper, your admission slip, 
your finances. So whether that be your scholarship uh, papers or your bank uh, account. And then you go to the basic, no, yung photocopy ng passport. It will also help if you already have other travel history. But it doesn't matter. For my experience, it was my first time abroad. <laughs> so fresh na fresh yung passport. <laughs> Off the grill, galing sa DMVA. <laughs> There's no problem with that. And then, so your previous uh, school records, so transcript of records, if you're already a graduate, your diploma, kapag wala pa yung diploma, then a certificate of enrollment. So anything related to your educational background. So that's transcript and diploma or a certificate of enrollment. Kring, I'll get ahead of myself at the mm-hmm. That you might have to have these documents translated. Okay, to French. To French, uh uh-uh. At least in the Philippines, not the, in the embassy, in the Fili- French embassy in the Philippines, of course, sila na intindihan lang English documents there and, and the Filipino written documents, which are very rare. Pero if, you're, if they're, go- they're going to have to forward this to France, then you might think about setting aside a separate budget to have these translated because having these translated does come with a, a cost. Of course. Of course. And did you have to translate your documents? For applying to the visa, not really. But I had to translate them when I finally got to France. So applying for the visa, might not, you might not yet require to have these documents translated because the process naman kasi niyan sa embassy understands the documents. Na it's English or it's in Filipino. Mm. Yun lang. But just try to project ahead since gusto mo, nandun ka na, no? Mm-hmm. But for anyway, just to be clear, the documents should be at least in English when applying for the visa. Okay, at least in English. And I think it is worthwhile to mention that kasi if you're going to have these documents translated in the Philippines, it would cost less than if you translate it in France. Yes, uh, I can personally vouch for that. I had some or a bulk of my documents translated in Alliance Française de Mani. So if you're living in, in, in Luzon, that's where you have it translated. And if you're living in, in Cebu or in Visayas in Mindanao, they have Alliance Française de Cebu. Of course, there are other translators, independent translators, where you can have it translated. But um, having it translated through Alliance Française, mas mabilis yung recognition because it's an institution, uh, recognized institution by the French government. Okay, Alliance Française. We will look, put that link in the show notes for anybody who is interested in looking at that program, at that community. Lenny, you mentioned bank statements, no? Do you recall how far back... Uh, or how many months of statements you will have to give the embassy? Uh, personally, um, since I was a scholar, I didn't have to show my bank account. I, re- I just had to show that the sponsor had enough to cover for the entire duration uh, of the program. So that includes your accommodation, uh, enrollment fees. Uh, day-to-day living allowance. So I would say, from other experiences other than France, no, six months might should be enough. Okay. But again, um, that's subject to confirmation. But as for uh, my other experiences, six months is always a good or three to six months rather. Mm-mm. And I suppose no, um, that there is an amount that France will ask for. Yes, but. From experience, it's not disclosed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you kind of have to make that calculation in your head. <laughs> so how mm-hmm. much would this cost? So yung nga living allowance, yung cost of living, you have to take that into consideration, yung, yung cost ng, ng studies, and then try to calculate that by how the duration of your program. So you more or less have to have a, a, an idea of how mm-hmm. much that costs. Um, so unfortunately, I don't have a good grasp with how what how much the embassy asks for because that that information is not disclosed. But I can give an uh, an idea of how much that costs. So um, let's talk about tuition fee, siguro. Siguro mm-hmm. that's a that's a better comparison. Uh, when I was studying in in UP Diliman, my tuition was twenty thousand pesos per semester. So how much would that, would that be in euro? So twenty thousand pesos divided by sixty, more or less, no? That's three hundred thirty euros per sem sa UP. That's UP. That's a state university. I also studied in a state university, in a public university in France. For the same amount, 
around 300 euros. That's for the entire academic year. Okay. So, so if you're going to study in a public university, so you may University of Paris, for example, University of Rouen, University of Nice. Usually it's University of and then your city name, no? That's more or less the cost of an entire year. So of course that changed, no? That, uh, pero it's not far off from that amount. However, if they're going to study in what you call a grand école, in English, that's translated to big school, but actually it's a specialty school. So architecture, school school of architecture, school of engineering, school of medicine. Okay, syempre mas mahal yun. Syempre. So it would really depend on a lot of factors, which is why I understand why the embassy does not really disclose a certain amount. Kasi depende talaga sa situation. Duration, anong school, uh, anong area. For example, in Paris, iba yung, iba yung minimum required amount when you study in a, in a smaller town, for example. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay, so there is no exact figure, but you have to research for yourself, how much the cost of living plus the tuition would be. And from their estimate, how much you think the embassy will ask of you. Mm-hmm. That's, and um, right now, since there are a lot of forums, a lot of um, Facebook uh, groups, that's mostly where you get your information. But personally, there uh, I would uh, suggest the Erasmus group. There's a good network in the in the Philippines who would guide you. They're really open. They really volunteer a lot of in- personal experience and information they know. So more or less, you can get information from that group. And they, well, they, I say they, because no? And we also provide yearly orientation to talk about the information that it's re- we, we know personally it's really hard to find if you're alone in their search. For information for your for your listeners, uh, if they want to get hold of alumni of, of students who have already studied in France, there's there are two networks they can approach. First is the Erasmus Alumni Association in the Philippines. And the second one is Alumni France, so Alumni France. Mm-hmm. So two networks they can approach uh, so they can ask for in- information about living costs and other practical information to, to study in France. This is fantastic. Okay, it's good to know that we have that support group that would provide that information, the most up-to-date information. Lenin, matanong ko lang rin, do you, are you aware of any changes in the student visa process now during COVID? Yeah, so there are two very helpful websites that our listeners can check. Since I apply the visa, a lot of, for the visa, a lot of process have changed. They can check. The first website, of course, is AMBA France. That's short for Ambassade de France. So that's ph dot AMBA France, France dot org. So okay. that's the French embassy website which exists in both English and French. So, of course, English is uh, very practical. So, you have there a, a section coming to France and study in France. So, And you also have a visa section where you can get uh, updated information regarding the requirements to go to France as a Filipino citizen. Nice. However, the reception of the documents is the, done by a third-party provider called VFS Global. So okay. that's another practical website they can go to. So first, for the preliminary information, of course, the French Embassy is always the most practical resource. It's always up-to-date. And then to set up an appointment, they have to go to the VFS Global website. Okay. And then the third one, since all visa processes in France, whether you're Filipino or not, is centralized. Okay, it's france-visas.gov. That's gov. That's actually short for gouvernement in mm. French. .fr. So those three websites are up to date every day <laughs> since the evolution with the COVID uh, um, pandemic is uh, evolving every day. Those three websites are updated every day fantastic wow i love it i love it Lahat, very updated ang information natin thank you lenny and what is your advice naman for filipinos who do want to study in france if you have time, the headspace, okay, maybe budget. Well, budget is optional <laughs> because some applications are free. Try to learn French. I can't even begin to imagine having gone through all of this without speaking French. 
knowing <laughs> French really helped me so much a lot and it helped me expedite a lot of processes just because I understand half I'm not racking my brain <laughs> mm-hmm. to understand what's happening uh, but I do understand that that's like luxury uh, and I do salute uh, a lot of our listeners and friends who've made it to abroad whether it's in France or not and not having to speak the local language but if you do have the time the headspace the luxury the budget to study the, the basics of the language that would be the biggest help <laughs> there will be <laughs> Oh, nga. Kasi my my partner is French, so he did say that knowing even the most basic phrases is highly appreciated by the French, and it will make your life in France so much smoother. Indeed. I came to France. I already spoke a little bit of French. I thought I knew how to speak French because I did have a, the, the accepted level. I came there. I couldn't even utter a hello, a bonjour. <laughs> so it will help if you get, you know, a little... Because people would just really, defo- by default, talk to you in French. Mm. Another advice would be, if you don't speak French, at least know two words. Bonjour, hello, and merci. Well, you know, when we study language, it's about the culture. When we study culture, it's inseparable with language. Knowing those two words will help you a lot, even though you don't speak the language. Why? Because as I observe it, no, and I, as I've been studying it for the past decade, a lot of the French relationships and social interaction is very polite and traditional. As, uh, when we were kids, we were taught to to say, oh, say hello, say thank you. And that's really the the most basic thing there is. To start a conversation, mm-hmm. lalo na when you're asking a question where for directions, saan pwedeng kumain, saan, pwede, saan ang CR. In English, they say, excuse me po. <laughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. In French, it doesn't necessarily start with excuse me. It starts with bonjour. Saying bonjour is a permission, is asking for permission to speak and asking them, hey, listen to me. Everything mm-hmm. starts with bonjour. So if you start with bonjour, even though your question is in English, they will already lend you a listening ear. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. And of course, ending that with merci. Mm-mm. Thank Which you. Thank you. Mm-mm. Nice, yes. Okay, it's good to know that you start a conversation with bonjour. I thought it would be something like, excusez-moi, or right. pardon, of course, that happens, no? But mm-hmm. as you know, when, well, it's a very multicultural country. You see a lot of different faces, a lot of different profiles. But of course, so really, if you know, just like what your partner said, no, if you really start with bonjour and you put that effort to, to speak in their language, highly appreciated. Na okay. And so you've been in France. Like, let's say three times, first in 2012, then 2015, then you relocated last year. Right. Can, can you tell me what your first impressions were when you moved there? First impressions? Oh my God, where do I even start? <laughs> first impressions <laughs> with an S is, is the right question, no? You know all the stereotypes you can even imagine. Hey, what's up? My name is Alton and I'm pretty sure you're enjoying this podcast and I'm pretty sure you're gonna enjoy mine as well. The name of my podcast is called Life on the Grow. If you want random book recommendations from a mediocre reader, that's me. Um, more life advice, kinda, and a little bit of random conversations. Check out Life on the Grow on Spotify and I'll be there waiting. We'll be at hand, of course. Let's keep growing. Let's keep going. Now back to this awesome podcast. Well, let's go with start. Let's start with the positive, ano? Sige, positive muna. Ano ba ba stereotype now? I don't know. Okay, I don't meron akong stereotype. Right. Ang, ang iniisip ko pag mga French is naglalakad sila sa street na may hawak-hawak na baguette tapos kinakain nila yung baguette habang naglalakad sila. Yun ang stereotype ko. It's so funny because, it, yes, you remind me of that stereotype I once had and even though a lot of foreigners would say, no, that's not true and a lot of French people would say, no, that's not true. It is true. It's just that not all people do it but a lot of them do. <laughs> so every morning when I go to work, every evening when I go back from work, I, I will at least encounter one person with a long baguette sa kilikili nila and with the top, 
yung, yung yung edge yung kutong crepe off kasi kinakain na nila while <laughs> while on the on the run ano so is this stereotype correct i'd say no for not for everybody but yes because at least you at least once a day you get to see one person do that mm. <laughs> tapos ano pa uh, mahilig silang mag-smoke everywhere right right you at least have one person you will encounter who is smoking a little i think a little bit less now during covid ano a little less in the indoors because they go out outside outside we don't have to wear masks no but before when i came here Ayun, oh yes, I don't think there's a lot of difference with the Philippines, no? Um, you get to encounter smokers everywhere. So yes, a lot of them smoke a lot. Ngayon, meron na rin isig. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So a lot of them um, uh, use that, what do you call that? That's isig, right? Yeah, vape, a vape, yeah. And then, although first time ko maka-encounter dito sa Pinas, although maybe that's more of how ignorant I was than, you know, than a reality, um, yung, yung, yung nilaroll yun na cigarettes, because it's cheaper. It's the cheapest cigarette there is. So, cigarette, a pack of cigarettes for the listeners who are smoking, a pack of cigarette costs 6 euros. So, yes, mahal siya because the, the goal is to discourage the, the population to smoke. Oh, that is expensive. 360 pesos. Yes. Yeah. And ang narinig ko is that the French people are famous for complaining. Okay, like, so, they are never happy now and because there's always something to complain about. Yeah, so that's the stereotype that I'd have to say that is true. Although <laughs> they both- <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Let me defend. So my goal here is to defend the French, but uh, in the private sphere between Kring and me, iba yung story. <laughs> but anyway, yes, let me defend the French. Here, what they say that complaining is a sport, but they don't really see it as complaining. It's more like just really speaking their truth or speaking their minds. Um, to a foreigner like me or like many of us who will go to France, it does sound like complaining, especially sa atin, no, sa Philippines, ang a mentality ay pwede na yan, or okay lang yan, or bahala pwede na. na to, bahala na. So, um, it's really our point of view as, for coming from this uh, culture, no, na chill <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas here, coming from a Filipino perspective, I know, it's, it's very, parang ano ba yan? Parang hindi na lang nakakontento. <laughs> Kasi <laughs> ganun yung impression natin, no? But when you when you actually speak to them, they're really not complaining. They're just really speaking their minds. And then they speak it in the moment. They speak about it in the moment. Tapos mamaya, nakalimutan na nila. Hindi nila, hindi nila kinikimkim yung reklamo, mm-hmm. ano? So yes, the feeling mo laging, parang feeling mo tuloy as a Filipino, hindi sila masaya. Masaya naman silang tao, ano? It's just mm-hmm. that, Every good aspect of, let's say, a project or, or or a situation, they don't speak about it. Kasi parang dapat normal na maayos siya, na maganda right. siya. So, um, what do I even have to say more about that? Eh, yun na siya eh. That's what it's supposed to be. So, wala na akong sasabihin. So, what I will say is yung points of improvement, what's not going right. Kasi dapat may point, may, may course of action na gawin about that. So, doon ako magsasalita. Mm-mm. And I think that we can learn a thing or two about that, no? Kasi at, you are speaking your mind and in turn, wala ka nang hinaharbor na sama ng loob or resentment. 
kasi malalabas mo yung nararamdaman mo talaga. Yes, exactly. Uh, na medyo dinala ko nung no, umuwi ako sa Pinas. Ano, no, pag tuwing umuwi ako na to them tuloy, parang ano ba to si Lenny? Hindi na lang naging masaya. Lagi na lang nareklamo. <laughs> or uh, ang snob-snob na. And then of course, syempre you realize na going home, medyo kailangan mo din i-adjust yung ganong atit. Medyo may reverse culture shock. Ano? Mm-hmm. Ayun, i-explain mo rin sa kanila na anak ko, ganito kasi natuto na ako na expression sa sarili ko na ilaban, ipaglaban yung thoughts ko kasi otherwise hindi kanila pakitinggan. So that's another topic, ano, um, voicing out really what you think and really standing up for yourself because nobody will do it for you. Mm-hmm. Matatapang <laughs> ang mga French. And Lenny, nung nag-aral ka naman dyan, how different was the education that you received there compared to what you received back home? Very interesting question, Kring, because I never thought about that. For me, it was just, you know, studying abroad. And yung image sa Philippines ng studying abroad was, wow, better, bigger. Mm-mm. There's some truth to that, of course. But I, what I want to point out is, oh my God, what we have in the Philippines is also at par with everything that is abroad or even might be better in some aspects. So one major difference is in the Philippines, or at least in my background where I studied, a lot of, not really bahala ka, no? Parang hindi naman masyadong ba? You give more from what you you, you get. Um, so in school, you attend class, you listen to your professor, and then you study what what has been taught to you, and then supposedly enough na yun, di ba? But I think from my training personally, at least, and at least I think most of uh, our listeners will agree, meron pa tayong extra research. Gusto natin na pagdating natin bukas, may extra tayo may isha-share, magre-recite tayo, ganyan. Mm-hmm. It was surprising for me to come here, at least in the university in France, kasi in both university, kasi I came to class, I'm not even required to be in class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I just really essentially have to show up for the exam. So right. I, well, during the exam period, I saw classmates, supposedly classmates, that I never get to see the entire semester because attendance wasn't required. And then I, I figured out, kasi the courses in France are divided into two. So to make a good comparison, I'd like to say na in the Philippines, depende siguro kung anong inaaral mo, kung engineering, sciences, or humanities. But generally speaking, you have the theory part, which is like, what, 20 minutes of the class period? And then the practice part. So group work, experiment for the rest of the period, di ba? Uh, you can disagree, Kring. <laughs> but I think for the most part, that's ganun yung setup. Medyo may theory and then may practice in the same period, in the same hour. In France, from my experience at least, one semester, puro theory. So, I will come to class, uupo ako, makikinig ako sa prof ko, tapos lalabas ako sa class ng hindi nagsasalita. Sa next semester, yung practice part ng theory na tutunan ko, doon kami magkakaroon ng experiments, magkakaroon ng group work, magkakaroon ng exchanges, discussions. So, separate mm-hmm. yung theory sa practice. Medyo mahirap for me to grasp in the beginning kasi to me, parang, aha, may, may disconnect. But it's just mm-hmm. really another way of studying, actually. So, that's one major difference that I noticed that I wish I knew <laughs> I knew when I first studied uh, when I first came here. Yeah, now that you mention it, parang sa Pinas nga or at least sa university na pinag-aralan ko, halo talaga yun eh. That, halo yung theory tapos group work or parang you'll experiment. But it seems like with that kind of system that France has, you have to really retain the information that you learned so that you will be able to apply it in the future. Right, right. And related to that in the Philippines, since maybe it's related to the fact that we're Anglophone, we're, we're, we're English speakers, and as, as English speakers, we're trained to be brief and concise. Mm-hmm. So in two minutes, masasabi mo na yung topic, as much information as you can in, in three phrases. For example, I don't know, I say whatever. But a yung idea, brief and concise. In France, um, they're very specific, quite repetitive, <laughs> but that also has something to do with one is tradition and culture, but also with the language. There are twice as much words in French than in English because it's very precise. Like, just like imagine in, in English, it's rice. In Filipino, marami tutong, bigas, ganon. So, medyo ganun yung idea. So, they're very precise, hindi enough to be brief and concise. The more, the lengthier this, this course is, the better. <laughs> 
ang structure kasi ng French thought ay kailangan mong i-announce sa first paragraph ano yung i-expect ng, ng listener. Okay. And then you have to present your thesis statement and then at least three illustrations and then your antithesis and then at least three illustrations and then synthesis. Wow. So basically, uulitin mo yung sinabi mo dun sa, yung sinabi mo na prior. So maraming repetition. Siguro mga three or four repetitions in a discourse. So what we can say in English in a paragraph, the French will say in four paragraphs, let's say. Ah, right. And this applies to school, but I think because you use that type of language in school, it also translates to real life. So, kamusta naman ng pag-French? More or less, yes. So, as an English speaker, medyo feeling ko masyashock yung, yung English speaker dito, no? Kung hindi ka, hindi ka exposed sa ganong klase ng thinking. Kasi it's not, it's, it goes beyond language. It's really their manner of thinking. Mm-mm. No detail is left unsaid. Kahit na, tiba there are details na alam mo na yan. Kunwari, one very, uh, I think one very interesting example is recipes. Mm-mm. Sa recipe, ang context ay magluluto ka. Nasa kusina ka, meron kang pots and pans, may oil ka, may spatula ka, di ba? Mm-hmm. So, sa English recipes or Filipino recipes, ang sasabihin lang ay maghiwa ng patatas. Mm-hmm. In French recipes, kumuha ng kutsilyo. Ilapag ang, kut- <laughs> ang patatas sa chocolate Pumunta ka sa kusina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a good vis- uh, visualization of how precise they can be. So why is this related to studies? Because sa exams, which are usually not really quizzes. No, these are exams. The the only, at least in my experience, ang graded part lang nung nung studies ko was yung exam at the end of the class. Then mula hati bubuhos. So w- w- there was a question. So let's say explain globalization, for example. Mm-mm. So ikaw sabihin mo lang is the exchange of different kanya. Masaganon brief, de but in three sentences kaya mo na explain yun. So, in 30 minutes, tapos na ako mm-hmm. sa exam ko. Pero yung mga classmates ko, nakatingin sila sa akin, ha, may one hour and a half pa, bakit tapos na siya? So, nung, nung first time ko, confident ako kasi para itapos na ako eh. And then, I realized, nung bumalik yung results, kulang na kulang pala yung sagot ko. Why? Because yun nga, again, babalik tayo dun sa kailangan mahabang diskurso, kailangan lahat, everything is said, kahit na obvious fact siya. And, the very interesting part is, sa exam, at least written exam, meron silang scratch paper. Mm-hmm. The scratch paper mo na isusulat, tapos inilipat nila dun sa final paper. Oh, okay. Maybe that's also an individual choice, but at least from what I observe, most of them do it, if not all. Feeling ko ako lang yung mag-isa na parang diretso na ako dun sa <laughs> test paper. <laughs> Yeah, right. So that that was a very funny experience for me. Uh, but Drew, when I was um, experiencing that, it wasn't really a very pleasant feeling for me. Parang uh, very unstable, very, lahat unknown. But now, when we talk about it, looking back, natatawa na lang ako kasi parang, <laughs> I wish I knew, you know, I wish I knew. And uh, I hope this might be different. It might have evolved for the past four or five years. But at least it's still a good anecdote to talk about for the future students who might want to study in France. Mm-mm, parang, oh, if Lenny can turn back time, babalik siya dun sa <laughs> opportunity para baguhin yung ano, sagot niya. But, but I want to take this opportunity rin, King, no, to say na it's a very particular structure if the course is in French. And for your viewers who would like to study in France, but in English, pwede rin. It exists. There are courses in English, in France or at least half of them in English. So, if you feel like, ay, marunong naman ako mag-French eh, pero, ano lang, basic lang. Okay lang. You can follow courses in English and half of them in French. And for international students, usually may mga offers naman na additional language class. Usually, there are night classes, weekend classes, or a month before you start the semester. Mm. Oo nga pala, Lani. When I did, uh, talked to Dipahe of Germany about her student visa, she mentioned that a lot of um, German universities are free for international students. Is this the case also in France? Well, they're not free, but they are, they cost less. They cost less. Yeah, so my comparison of a public university in the Philippines that costs uh, 300 euros per semester is already uh, an entire full year in, in France. So it depends on the rate, kung, kung bachelor, kung master's, or doctorate. Ano. Mm, okay, so they're cheaper. So they're, they're not really free, they're just cheaper. They're cheaper, and I think, um, okay, so I'm sure you're listeners, mo, as a German, I'm going to study because it's free. 
I don't know, I can't speak for Germany, but at least in France, you do pay these minimal fees. But as a student, you get free access to almost everything. So free museums, 50% discounts at transport. You also get to have a lot of student discounts for printing, for a lot of things. Basta sabi mo lang, student, for sure, meron kang either discount or it's for free. So always identify yourself as student because mm. <laughs> there are a lot of benefits and a lot of so when I was studying and I was um, below 26 years old, lahat ng museum na pwedeng puntahan, not only in France, but in Europe, free or may discount. So one concrete example is I was a student in France. I was a Filip- I am a Filipino studying in France. We went to Greece. Libre yung Parthenon entrance. Mm, which wow. usually cost, I don't know how much anymore, but even though you're a student in another EU country, that gives you free if or discounted access to other European attractions. Ang saya naman. So, for our listeners, no, sabihin nyo lang, je suis étudiant. So, I am yes. a student. Ayan, mag- magkaka-discount na kayo. <laughs> right, right. So, again, gusto ko rin i-emphasize yung word na étudiant in French. So, étudiant sounds like student, right? In English, yung action uh, to study is studying, I-N-G. In, in French, yung I-N-G ay A-N-T, ant. So, yung students, essentially, in French, sounds like studying. So, if you're going to French with a student visa, your main focus is really to study. That's why you're an étudiant. When you say, je suis étudiant, it translates to, I am a student. But literally, although not grammatically, it sounds like, I am studying. Wow. Nice. Oh my gosh. I love that you're teaching me French again. Kasi si Lenny, tinuruan niya ako ng French before. I love it. Hi! This is Sanaya, and I'm a well-being junkie. It's true, I admit it. I love everything to do with mind, body, and energy, and I'm constantly on a journey of learning, exploration, and self-discovery. So I created a podcast to talk to experts, influencers, and thought leaders to be inspired by new ideas. So join me on the Project Loving Myself podcast. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship you have with yourself. You are loved. And Lenny, you are back in the academe now. You still work for the academe. How, how about the working culture? How different did you find it working there compared to the Philippines? A brief background. Uh, well, in the Philippines, I had a lot of opportunities to work with the French already. So I would say that it, it really depends if you're working with the French in an international situation or setup and with the French and with the traditional French setup. Um, of course, everywhere you go, if it's an international community, my degree of tolerance, what I mean by that is we understand each other because we're all foreigners somewhere. If it's a strict, like a traditionally French company or, or environment, it's very particular and you really have to find your place there. The French society stresses a lot on uh, assimilation. So it's really upon the, the foreigner to, to assimilate in the, the society. Mm-hmm. As a, as a foreigner, of course, mas madali siguro yung transition if, you, if you're able to go through that transition to apply or work in a multicultural or at least international community. And then little by little, uh, you can progress to a traditional uh, French community and environment. No? Kasi super, kahit na, or for me at least, I've been communicating with them for the past decade and still may struggle. I can't just imagine how much of a struggle it would be for someone na talagang first-timer. They would really need a lot of support Mm-mm. from home. Yeah, I had this course or like a short day course uh, tinatrabahuan ko ngayon no, about assimilating in a different culture. And for all of our listeners, we were told na if you move into a country, at first there's that honeymoon period na everything is good, everything is beautiful. And then you enter this uh, depression phase na kumbaga, the realities are starting to sink in. And sometimes that takes years, 
Like for myself, ngayon, I've been here in New Zealand for four years. Ngayon lang ako talaga nakapag-assimilate. That depression stage took a bit of time. <laughs> but if you do find yourself in a different country, if you feel depressed, really, it really takes a while to assimilate. Just remember that, that you're not alone and you are not an imposter. I guess, Lenny, how has the adjusting been for you? Right. Uh, it's, it's a relief to have heard that from Ukraine. <laughs> because when I came here this January, it's an exceptional situation wherein um, we're living a pandemic. Everyone is struggling in one way or another. And having to move my entire life here during that time is, as you can imagine, twice the, the struggle as it could have been if there weren't any pandemic. No? So it's a relief to say that in the next months or maybe years, there is a light in the end of the tunnel. There is the light. Uh, but with uh, regard to what you just said, I'm in that kind of depression phase. Mm-mm. But it's also partly because I inflicted that upon myself in such a way that I was blindsided by the thought of I've been I've studied here before. I've been here before in different contexts: work, study, vacation, and so I thought I knew what I had to know. But then not realizing that uh, this is a different context. Okay, for our listeners, when you say. I'm studying there for six months. Alam mo somewhere, pwede kang umuwi. Mm-hmm. You have that choice na uuwi ka. Or another possibility to stay and work here or study again if you ever you liked it. And that somehow, that's what I did during the first time. I went back a second time, no? Because I enjoyed it. Feeling ko biten. Six months is indeed biten. Because you have that three months na you're figuring out everything and then yung three months na okay gets ko na now it's time to enjoy Mm-mm. the second time around it's two years so I have I fe- felt like I miss my time akong mag-adjust mas may time akong mag-enjoy and then so I thought that okay I, I, I know now what I need to learn and then I felt like between 2017 when I went back to the Philippines and 2020 you know, when I 2021 when I came here for good I thought na ready na ako I knew enough but I also know that, oh, medyo meron pa siguro kong alam, pero not so much, not same struggle. Well, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. surprise, surprise. Actually, it's uh, much more struggle than I, I expected. Ano. But what did help is food. <laughs> <laughs> food or anything, any scent that reminds me of hope. Toyo. <laughs> patis. Sopa, patis. Sinigang. <laughs> Right. And having to share that with a uh, Filipino community. So fortunately, your your previous guest from Germany, Dipahe, she lives in Germany. So we organized, well, just, just once, no? But we're still, or, we're still planning to organize another meetup, uh, whether that's in Germany, France, or the previous one we met in Spain. So that helps a lot. I also have some contacts here. A Filipino contacts here, so that also helps a lot. What I would suggest our listeners and to myself as well, <laughs> mental or self notes, a mental note is to sign up for associations or organizations. So if you have you have hobbies, you like sports, you like playing an instrument, you like uh, arts and crafts. Okay, there are a lot of clubs, and most of them are free or for a minimal fee in France, especially if you're living in Paris. One thing I did uh, was to sign up for the city library. Mm. So that's another thing. If you're a student, you're not limited to your university library. You're not limited to your French university library because you can also borrow books from nearby or partner universities, not only in Europe, but internationally. So I remember when I was in the library, university library, and I need the book I needed was only available in Belgium. They could actually borrow the book from Belgium wow. for me. Wow. Grabe. So if that's not enough, so from other universities, right? So if that's not enough, you can also sign up for city libraries. So if you're, if you're a student and a resident in that city, you can sign up for free. My experience, I live in the nearby city, so I paid a minimal fee, annual fee, 10 euros. And that was nothing compared to the amount of resources that I could exploit. <laughs> yeah. And Lenny, I forgot to ask you palaha about the student visas. When you finish being a student, you get a chance to get a post-study work visa. Is that correct? 
Right, right. You can actually, um, well, maybe convert is not the right word, but there's a process which you can uh, benefit from once you, since you're already, actually, the, the interesting part is your school diploma is a state diploma. If you're studying in a university, I'm speaking of a university because there are other special schools. So that's another reality, no? But if you're studying in a school which has the label université or university, your diploma is a state diploma. It's the Ministry of Education who is granting you a diploma. You're essentially a graduate of a French school of the French Republic. So once you have that, that's your free ticket <laughs> to, to apply for a job in France. It's as good as a French citizenship. <laughs> well, I exaggerate, no? But I mean, what I mean to say is if you're educated in France in a recognized French institution, medyo madali na lang yung, medyo mas madali as compared if you were, you had a diploma abroad, for example. Mm-hmm. So yes, you have that opportunity to con- uh, living in France to work or to study again if you are a graduate of a French institution. Okay. And how long is the period where you could apply for jobs, if you remember? If I remember correctly, um, but you can always check it out in the three links I gave you. Six months to one year. Okay. Nice. And Lenny, thank you for uh, you know being vulnerable with us. After all of this, after sharing all of the struggles and also the highs, the highs and the lows, is the grass greener in France? Generally, yes. It will be definitely yes in a sense that uh, I don't have one important factor for me to say yes to your question, which is a very difficult question, is the fact that I don't have to worry if I get sick tomorrow because I know I'm covered. Mm-hmm. They have a very good, very good doesn't even begin to describe how excellent the social security system is in place. The health insurance is in place, whether or not you have a job. Mm. Even students get to benefit from this. All residents can benefit from what we call a carte vital. So that's the social security card and the health insurance card that can reimburse up to 70% of your doctor's appointments or lab tests. They deem necessary or essential or like uh, regular checkups, going to your doctor, uh, eye checkups, dental checkups. So, which is very relevant in the situation right now, COVID. If I fig- if I do, and I hope I don't get sick tomorrow, I don't have to worry because I, I know I'm covered. As a student, you, you also have that luxury to be at peace. Of course, you don't want to get sick. But if you do, at least you know you're covered. And only for that. Mm-mm. I can definitely say that the grass is definitely greener in France. Thank you so much, Lenny. And for anybody who wants to know more about you, do you have a public channel that they can check out? Well, I do have an Instagram. I have an outdated vlog. blog. So that's Lenny on the Road in Instagram. And also the blog is LennyOnTheRoad.me. Medyo egocentric lang, no? Dot me. Remember, it's me. Okay, Lenny on the Road. So that's Instagram and a blog. That's that's those are the two channels. Is that right? Right, right. If they so if they have questions uh, regarding cost of living, uh, some experiences that they would you know they would like to elaborate from listening to this podcast, you can message me there, and I'll try my best to to get back with you with the complete answer. Yes, thank you so much, Lenny. All of those links are in the show notes for anybody who wants to check out how you could study in France or check out Lenny's story. And thank you so much for being here with us. If you like this podcast, do subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts or on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or you can send us an email. Or if you love us so much, you can give us money at uh, Buy Me A Coffee. Um, Thank you, everyone, and see you in the next two weeks. I am Kring Lakson with Lenny Morales, and this is The Greener Side. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.